Welcome to Mastering Communication at Work. My name is John Wartman. I am an advisor and speaker on communication and leadership. And I'm Ethan Becker, one of the senior speech coaches with the Speech Improvement Company in Boston, where we've been coaching people on their communication skills worldwide since 1964. Today's topic, people tuning you out. So I go to meetings, Mm -hmm. and even though I'm supposed to be good at this, even though I teach people to communicate more effectively, I may be one-on-one with someone and I watch their eyes glaze. I'm in a small group meeting and people are checking their BlackBerry. I have even given a talk recently where someone fell asleep. Why? Well, that's because uh, you're boring. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're, you're supposed to be my co-author and a supportive presence. I'm kidding. Well, you know, it's funny. I'm kidding. And technically, I'm, I'm serious at the same time. And I don't mean it in a derogatory way. <laughs> you be boring. I, technically, that's what's happening in that particular moment. And it happens to all of us. What you've got to do in that moment is match the tendency of, of those listeners. What do you mean by tendency? Well, you know, in the book we talk about Aristotle, and one of the things that Aristotle was trying to do was figure out how do people reason, how do we think, and he did it. He figured it out that people tend to think in one of two different ways, and a lot of people have heard these words before, uh, but here's what they mean, you know, I'll talk about what they mean to us. People tend to think either inductive or deductive. So define these, because that's stuff I got in philosophy class in college. I got to right. be in that class because right. I was always tuning it out. What does it mean to be inductive? <laughs> yes, probably very inductive teachers right. at the time. Inductive, an inductive thinker needs to have all the background information first and then the point. What about a deductive thinker? A deductive thinker is different. Different. A deductive thinker is the exact opposite. They need to have the point right up front and then the background information. Okay, I'm at work, and I'm in a meeting, and I'm supposed to match the tendency, whether someone's inductive or deductive. How do I do that? The situation is we're a food company, and we have a delicious brownie that's been very popular for 50 years, Mm -hmm. but we're trying to capture a new audience, a younger generation. So packaging is the topic. Give me a deductive introduction to that meeting. So we get into the meeting. The door shuts. All eyes are on me. I stand up and I say, we're going to change the packaging for our product. That's it. Yeah, and then I might go into some specific details. Then I might go into things like, well, one of the research companies that we were looking at uh, suggested after conducting some surveys that it might make it. And I go through and show my charts and graphs and so forth. Give an inductive introduction to the meeting. Same thing. Door shuts. All eyes on me. I stand up and I say... We've spent the past five months talking with a research company on ways we can change the bottom line and increase our sales. Uh, They presented to us five different options that could have an impact with us. Now, the first option was deciding who we were going (laughs) to brand our... I'm I'm already bored. (laughs) And so that's an inductive introduction because you're always giving all the details first. But we see that all the time in any of the different arenas where we're meeting with people. All right. Now... This matters. This really matters. People who tend to think deductively swear that they are right and that inductive thinkers just are wasting their time. And so that matters, okay, because it's going to hurt the relationship, that level of frustration. People who are inductive swear that they're right 
and that anyone who's deductive clearly doesn't think anything through. And that's a real problem because there's a disconnect. In both cases, we're not listening to the other person. Well, but I'm normally an inductive person. I'm a storyteller. I like to get into all the details of things. Mm -hmm. That's why, obviously, you're teaching me that I'm, I'm losing people sometimes. Why did I get bored? Why did I want to cut you off as you were giving that uh -huh. long introduction? Yes, because you only think that you're inductive. Uh, and at least in that particular moment, you were in a deductive state of mind, meaning that while I was going through the lengthy details or, <clears throat> excuse me, what was were perceived as lengthy details about all the five different choices and so forth, in your mind, you were like, I, I need the point. Where is so he I'm, going with this? What do you want? Just tell it to me. So I'm different in different environments. Yes, we all are. We, we tend, now we definitely have patterns. That's why we call it patterns for reasoning. We tend to lean one way or another in the way that we're thinking. The, the, the environment can impact us. In fact, I often get asked things about gender, men and women. Are women more inductive or deductive? Are men more inductive or deductive? What do you think? I would absolutely say that women are more inductive, and I've been accused of being, being a, bit, a bit feminine more than once in the way I communicate. Because I love to talk with people. I love to get into all of the story. Well, I can share with you, there's not a whole lot of hardcore research around this specific because we're so different. In the general sense, we, see, we do see that as a tendency at the firm when the team gets together and we talk about it. We see that women have a tendency. However, however, your... your uh, your strategic assessment should not be gender-based because it's, it has more to do with the environment than it does gender. So I'm in a meeting. How do I connect and not have people tune me out? Don't be too far on either direction. In the general sense, when you're teaching something brand new, be a little bit inductive, but not too inductive. If it's something that they already know a lot about, be deductive, but not too deductive. But what if I'm dealing with executives? Because executives don't have any time. Yes. They're too busy. How do I communicate we, with them? Yep, we work with a lot of uh, consulting firms on this. When they're dealing with executives on a regular basis, right? So in general, they, they, they will teach their consultants at this stage to be deductive, which is great. You've got to be careful, though, because it doesn't mean be deductive all the time. In general, executives tend to be deductive. The real skill is that you've got to be able to zig and zag and watch what your listener needs. If they need you to switch to inductive, you better be able to break out of your training and be inductive if that's the case, and then you'll really connect with them. So the point is, wherever I am, match the communication tendency that reveals the way a person thinks. Mm -hmm. So if they're deductive, and many executives are, then I want to give them the point first. In the case of our delicious brownie, we're going to fix our packaging today. Yeah. If I'm with inductive folks who need some of the details first, I'm going to tell them a little of the background, and then I'll get into the point. If I'm in a meeting where I've got a diverse group of folks, some inductive and deductive, I'm going to try and be deductive first, but very quickly move into some of the details of what I'm talking about. I'd say those are very, very good guidelines to start with, and pay attention. Keep your eyes and ears open for their body language and be ready to switch in case you need it, and you'll do just fine. For more, go to masteringcommunicationatwork.com. Mm -hmm.